0: Content note this episode does discuss physical violence, drug use, and domestic violence. If any of these topics are triggering for you, I do advise skipping this episode. If you or anyone you know needs assistance, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. <laughs>
1: oh my God! Oh my God! Oh,
0: Morning! Yes, we've never had a real life diva. They don't give a warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should never a <laughs> warning. Oh my god. Okay, let us focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pastetto. Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. Before we get into today's episode with Telv, yes, finally. I just wanna say a big thank you to each and every one of you for being so patient. You are more patient than Stormy Webster in front of a bowl of lollies, honestly. This episode is like, what, (laughs) five months overdue, which is just crazy. I have been depriving you more than the crack-smoking producers on The Bachelor and stringing you along more than Bryce does to his sexual conquests. In the last five months, since I interviewed Telv in January, which is crazy to think. I have been hounded with DMs asking me when part three is coming and rightly so honestly I deserve that but I promise the tea is worth the wait as it always is with Telv so let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. Coming up today I have married at first sight veteran Telvern Williams coming on the show again to serve up some explosive tea again and finish where we left off last time when our interview was cut short. He updates us again on his paternity test saga with Sage. He shares the super juicy story about how his former married at first sight wife Sarah Rosa tried to sell a story about Sage's birth to the media before anyone actually even knew about it and also how she set up paps on him the entire time during their relationship. He actually tells us the entire story from start to finish about his tumultuous relationship with Sarah, including why they broke up, why they both took AVOs out on each other, why they ended up in court, and that shocking leaked email finally explained. Just when you think there could not possibly be any more tea, Telv strikes again. He drops more explosive bombs in this episode than the fireworks on New Year's Eve in 1999. Chick, chick, boom. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So
1: exclusive. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Miss Meg. How are we?
0: I'm good. I'm already laughing. I got in trouble for laughing last time. Oh,
1: really?
0: Why? Well, the reason I'm laughing is because we said that we were doing part three. I finished the last episode. I cut you off and I was like, we'll finish this part three next week. And what it's actually been, I'm not even exaggerating, five months.
1: (laughs) Fuck is it actually been five months?
0: Well we did that in January. It's now end of May. Oh my
1: god. That's <laughs> what it was before the reunion, the mass reunion, eh?
0: What the oh hell? Oh my
1: god, you've gone so fast though. Like you've you've been flat out with the whole mass season. Like I knew all the tea that was gonna get spilled then. So like I knew that you wouldn't be able to do it for a while. But
0: so, then I kept putting it off But then every time I was free You were on night shift or whatever And we just couldn't link up Yeah no, so I've now, been so freaking busy So like, now here we are It's twenty <laughs> We're <laughs> finally doing 12 part 3 We're going to need to do like a whole new episode It's been so long <laughs>
1: It hasn't been shit <laughs> going down since, since i to you last My Lord. What? Tell me No, nothing Just private life stuff Like just boring But just so much stuff You yeah. know Single life is rough,
0: man. Mm. Tell me about it.
1: Oh, dealing with... Oh no, I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> Bloody Virgin Mary over <laughs> here! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> literally, I'm I'm the new Mel Lucarelli. Oh,
1: literally, hey! How long did she go?
0: Ten years, like <laughs> fucking if hell. I go, if I go ten years, I don't even think I'd be able to have kids. I'd need an egg donor oh and a god. sperm donor. <laughs>
1: ten years, my lord. I oh, know crazy
0: so last time we finished up well obviously you told us all of the tea about sage and that saga is there any updates with that before we get into the sarah stuff because we did finish on no. your breakup with sarah no. so no Sage updates
1: no no so I, I haven't spoken to hope since then which has been hard because i keep getting a lot of um you know the facebook messages that are coming up and I'm at the memories, you know, the Facebook memories and uh, all yeah. that. they all come up and you say, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, it's sort of hard to move on. but yeah.
0: yeah. How are you feeling after it all? Like, have you, because last time it was still quite fresh. Like, it was kind of happening as we were chatting.
1: Um, I'm okay. I just, like, I'm fine. It's just my kids that I worry about because a couple of, oh, I would have been, I don't know, maybe around the March, a couple of months after it all went down, my, my kids had asked about it and they said, oh, can we see baby Sage? And I'm like, I had to tell them what their mum told them that you know they made a mistake and and they sort of got a little bit upset because I think hearing it from me rather than their mother sort of sort of sank in a little bit more so it's a bit hard because I started crying they're like oh can he still be our cousin and I'm like of course yeah, yeah he can be your cousin <laughs> he can be your cousin you know All right. so but no nothing's happened and I haven't seen them so.
0: and they're they're coping okay
1: yeah I, I mean you wouldn't know I don't I mean I try to talk to them but they're kind just not really I don't they're five and six years old.
0: Do they ever, like, bring you know, him up? Bring up? Him. Are they ever like, hey, where did he go? Um, or since, not yet?
1: Actually, since then. They haven't spoken. Since a couple months ago when they mentioned him, and I said, you know, Hope made a mistake. You know, he's not brother. They haven't mentioned him. That worries me because they used to talk about him all the time. So I'm like, sometimes mm. I'll try to bring him up and be like, you know what, you know, just see if they're okay. But, you know, kids are pretty resilient.
0: And, so. Like, normalise it a bit. Yeah, I mean
1: they had a pretty rough couple of months because obviously I broke up with Kate and they loved Kate. You know, that she was their stepmom. Amy broke up with her partner, who she was with for a couple, uh, oh two or God. three years. He was living with them, so like he was their stepdad and he was a good guy. You know, really we got along really well. So yeah, in the space of like, I think from around November to about January, they lost their stepdad, their stepmom, and their brother. So it was a rough couple of months for them and. I still worry about it. Like, I, I, you know, I don't, yes, I don't know if the full, you'll know the full fallout of how they feel. I can't really explain that, how they feel and all
0: that. It sucks. So last episode, we finished up when I just literally had to go back and listen because it's been so long. You were saying how Sarah tried to sell a story about Sage to the media.
1: Oh, yes. That was, so originally, I don't know how she got the photo because I only told a handful of people. But I was thinking maybe it might have been actually... Amy, my baby mummy, actually did that, but I can't prove that for a fact. But I'm pretty sure she was one of only two or three people that I showed a certain photo of Hope being pregnant. And then that made its way to Daily Mail. And I was like, because I had a few friends, I've got a few friends in the media, and they said, oh, you know, we've been told by a certain source that you're going to be having a third child. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, how did you know that? And then another person called me up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've been told by a pretty good source. And they sent me the photo of what they got. And they said, we got told this is your baby. And I knew straight away where it come from, you know? And I was, like, pretty annoyed about it. But they pretty much said to me, they told me it was actually Sarah who got it from the source. And um, I was like, really? And they go, pretty much, this is what's going to happen. And they were pretty nice about it because I knew this reporter from the Dan mail. So apparently she tried to push around to, like, Women's Day, NW. I think NW was still around them. And they all said, no, they didn't want to do it because it was a little bit rough, you know, they thought <laughs> it would have been a little bit, bit tasteless But the Daily Mail were going to print it because it was right up there, Ali. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and the reporter, like, she gave the journal, said to me, she goes, if I was you, if you don't want us to print it, because it's going to go out come out tomorrow, she goes, Sarah's probably going to get paid for this story, but if you come out on your Instagram and just say it's going it's happening and admit it, then no one's getting paid. And that's when I did the video on my Instagram and I posted it. So you and saved, I said, oh, saved yeah. the
0: Daily Mail 1000 bucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I wasn't even that. I didn't care about them losing money. It was about the other people gaining no, money. No, they saved
0: know? money because they didn't have to pay Sarah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just said, oh, I'm coming out. And I even said in my video back then that I didn't want to actually talk about it. I didn't want it to come out but I just wanted to make sure that if it was going out, because it was actually going to come out but I was the source I think about maybe two or three days later Daily Mail like flipped the script on Sarah and posted like did a story on her saying how she was selling the story about Sage and I, I was that. like oh my god yeah so like it's, it actually was like they sort of threw her under the bus and I thought that was hilarious and I was like, thank you because, you know, I'm just over here trying to mind my own business and she was out here trying to fucking throw me under the bus even what this is like two or three years or later. But, yeah, that's not new news, that's fact.
0: That is so it's funny because, like, that's like the one thing you don't do. Like, if someone sells you a story, it's meant to be confidential. <laughs> so the fact I that know. they outed her is just goes to show they really <laughs> just didn't even care about her.
1: Literally, and I thought that was so good because my friend in the daily mail she, you know, she helped me out I was like, I didn't ask her to do it or anything I just, it just came out and I was like, like that is so good because you know, now the eggs are on her face you know I was like just leave me alone spend a lot of time let's move on please.
0: Karma's a bitch.
1: <clears throat> yeah it is karma is a bitch massive yeah comes back around eventually doesn't
0: it. <laughs> so you were going to tell us about the breakup with Sarah
1: because oh, yeah. I don't think you've ever know, spoken
0: about it have you?
1: No, I never did because I got to the point like when she was out me in the media all the time I just I didn't want to go through it I mean I I was getting angry you know I was getting really angry about all the stuff that she was saying because it was so far from the truth and I was like how do I stop it and I was going to start buying into all the trash talk and then I had a little chat to my mum and you know she just advised me not to you know being a male being a black male you don't want to be arguing with a white woman in the media people aren't going to believe most of the stuff that you say you've got to really look at You know, look at it from the outside, looking in. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll tread carefully. So I didn't want to get into an argument. You know, I didn't want to start getting all messy and say, you know, pointing the finger and say, you did this, you did that. So I was like, fuck okay, it, I'm just going to go to a lawyer. So I'm going to trade to a lawyer, sort of like put a gag order on it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want anything said about me in the media. I think I mentioned that I was the original person who actually went to the court and got, like, the restraining order. And then so- she put one on me after she received mine.
0: So you put a gag order, which was the restraining order on her?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was like a, I don't know what you call it, uh, AVO or some shit like
0: that. Oh, and like, I think in that, what, it prevents you from also speaking about them, not only, like, being around them, speaking well, what, about them as no,
1: well. well? Yeah, so basically it was, because I called him up, and I actually called, I think it was like the Collingwood Police Station. I'm like, what, do I, what are my options here? I straight to the sergeant, and he just told me what I had to do, because it wasn't life-threatening stuff. Obviously, it was causing me quite a lot of stress. I didn't want to get into the arguments and stuff, and, Hearing like her talk shit about me, I'm like, Kiss FM, you know, some of the biggest media outlets there are. I was like, fuck, you know, it was stressing me out. So then I ended up just going to see a lawyer and went to the courts, took it. She got my my restraining order from the police. And I remember her boyfriend at the time, I think it was Stevo, what's his name? He ended up telling me the day that she actually got it. And then she went straight to the cop shop and then put one back on me. So I don't know why, maybe so it didn't look as bad for her or whatever. But anyway, we both got the same court date and we both had to see each other in court. And then the courts have said, like, you want to have a mutual undertaking, which means you aren't allowed to talk about each other for, I think it was like 12 months or something like that. And I just said, yes, yeah, I'm happy with that. And that was just after the show. So we ran out after about 12 months.
0: And did she stick to it or did she continue um, selling yeah, stories? She was, no, she was pretty good. She didn't up until the
1: point where the whole Sage story would have been about probably maybe 18 months gap, two-year gap. She started selling stories. Uh, again, like that was that one. Obviously, I was hearing things that she was saying about me through mutual friends, even some of her so-called friends that were at the wedding that she invited to the wedding, who aren't friends with her now, they are my friends now, and like they would hear stuff that she was saying and they'd come straight back to me. And as a male, it'd be pretty hard to come back from with that. It just—it wasn't true. It was just really bad stuff, and it was hard to hear. I was like, why? I, don't, I didn't understand why she was going down, down that avenue. I just wanted to sort of move on, but. Yeah, it's pretty
0: shit stuff. Someone actually wrote into me recently. I think when we did the last podcast, and they said, "Hey, my mum's friends with Sarah, and when her and Tel split, she was telling people that it was because he was cheating on her with other women. Do you know if this is true or not? So, is that the type of stuff she was saying?"
1: <laughs> no, it was way worse than that.
0: Oh, worse? No, yeah, the
1: thing is, right? She said that I was like living with her rent free, that I like had a complex about my height and all this sort of stuff, and. It was crazy, like I never even lived with her. like I went and visited her a couple of times, like this is after we'd finished filming. there was no time to be cheating, you know what I mean? I would go back to Perth, she'd come over, she come over to Perth and then I went to Melbourne to visit her. Now there was just like we're always together, you know so it's just crazy for her to say that I was cheating, but that was not true.
0: So why did it end? I think last um, time you were mentioning something about the dinner where she set up paparazzi shots or something or the email.
1: Oh, uh, so the day it happened, I actually looked at my photos of all my clothes being on the ground, which is through them all outside. Um, oh, my It was like uh, the like 13th of February or something, 2017. Oh, no, 2018. I get a phone. I'm sitting on her bed watching TV and I get a phone call from one of the publicists from Endermol Shine. And she goes, oh, are you are you with Sarah? I'm like, yeah. She's laying next to me. She's like, oh, could you step out of the room for a minute? And I just thought, I want to have a chat to you. And I was like, okay, yeah, right. I thought that was weird. And like up until this point, right, there was a lot of photos of me in Daily Mail and the, all the magazines. So at that time, the publicists thought I was selling stories, right, and setting up paparazzi shots and all this. Back then, you know, I wasn't the tea spiller I am now. Like I, I know. Was back then you know. Like, I know that like, you weren't. Then I was an angel.
0: Then I influenced you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. Like I, I didn't do After anything like show. that because I was, you know, I was doing the right thing. I didn't talk to nobody, but my picture kept popping up in the media. Oh, I remember actually one day I was with my sister, and somebody took a photo of the back of my sister and me at, at lunch, and they go, "Who's Telvin's new girlfriend?" And it was my sister. Oh my god! And you couldn't see her face. Yeah, it was so hectic. They all kept saying that I was setting up the paparazzi, and as you know, paparazzi don't just show up. Like, you call them. 100% of the time, they're getting called, you know what I mean? So like, You know what?
0: I was thinking about that today because I was in Drumoyne today and I remembered when Eden and Cyrell had pics in Dremoyne and I was just laughing to myself because I was like, paparazzi don't even go to the city, let alone, like, they wouldn't even go to Marupa <laughs> Beach when I asked them one day. <laughs> they definitely do not go to fucking Dremoyne. Yeah.
1: They are so lazy. Yeah, so they don't just rock up. And so obviously it was looking like I was setting up the paps, but I had no idea. I didn't fucking know who they were so this is what molly was talking to me about. molly was the publisher and she's like okay because we were arguing all the time about all these fucking pictures and i was like i'm not making no money you know like mm-hmm. you know, i don't need to you know i've been mining for many years i've sold all these shares i'm not working for fucking a whole year because they don't pay you get paid nothing like they called me out she was like can you step out of the room right huh? so i'm stepping out of the room and sarah's like you okay i'm like, Oh, i gotta take this call outside it's all good molly's going oh So we found out what's actually been going on. I was like, oh, what are you pulling at? She has all the pictures of you with the paparazzi. We know where it's coming from. And we're like, oh, "Oh, really? And they go, yeah, Sarah's been telling the paps where you are all the time.
0: I was like, what?
1: I was like, no way. Bullshit. She's like, no fucking shit. That's what we've just been told.
0: And this is when you guys were still together, so she was doing it behind yeah. your back. Yeah, and like <laughs> taking think the you,
1: cash and not even telling me. You'd
0: think if you are in I a couple, like, oh, at least split it, like at least do it together and split it.
1: Yeah, legit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's when I was like.
0: You are getting hard, played.
1: Hard, like legit. Like I was like happy for her to take the lead because she's pretty switched on woman. Like she knows how to she's work savvy. it, you know. like Yeah, so she's all over that stuff. And that's why I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just follow your lead, babe. You know, all good. But yeah, obviously, when I got off the phone to Molly, I was like, fuck, how am I going to, like, <laughs> what the fuck am I going to say to you? I could walk back into the room, and she was like, are you okay, like, why would you take phone calls outside? I'm like, oh, well, Molly just wanted to chat to me, that's all. She was like, oh, shouldn't be taking you know, calls on your own? You can talk in front of me. And I was like, oh, no, it's all good, it's just, you know, I was trying to, like, downplay it. She's like, what was it about? I was like, oh, nothing really, just family stuff. And she's like, push me, you know, push me, tell me what it was about. And I started yelling at me. I'm like, oh, I said, all right, all right, I'll fucking tell you. I'll tell you what it was. And she goes, Molly just told me that you have been setting up the paparazzi shot behind my back. She's like, what? And I was like, that's what she said. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she starts like getting really angry at me. I was like, fucking, you know, calm down. And she's like, sort of obviously denying it. I'm like, I don't care if you have been doing it but i mean why can't we sort of split the money you know so we can sort of go halving it. she's like that just get out my fucking house and i was like oh right eh? so she gets up and i got my bags packed like they're open and i had a lot of suits and stuff in my bag i was going to i don't what i was there for about two weeks i think it was and for a week i was going to be going to a wedding my mate's wedding and a bus party
0: Wait, so i had like
1: all different sets of clothes
0: how long after filming was this
1: this was in February, so okay. day on the so so thirteenth. Like was the three day months. Day. Yeah, so we finished. I think it was around about the seventh or eighth of December, and then we filmed the reunion in January. So we we're together for a couple of months, and we had okay. little hiccups here and there. Channel Nine were trying to keep us together the whole time, you know. Because I remember when I went back to Melbourne. Oh, sorry, she went back to Melbourne. I went to Perth. So we'd like if we had an argument, we wouldn't talk, and then she would sort of go back and talk to the producers. Say, like, well, you know, it's not working out, and. So they would fly out fucking Sydney and put us up in your Shangri-La and try to keep the spark going. You know, it would have been like a week since we have seen each other. You know, but
0: wait, so they were know. trying to keep you together because they obviously needed a couple because there was no other couples that yeah. stayed together. Yeah, it was a
1: love story. You know, like yeah, it was obviously hard because you go from like being around each other twenty-four-seven. Like, you're out at the hip. You got like your sound guy, you've got your your cameraman, and you've got your producer. So you've got three people around you, minimum. Like literally, probably fifteen hours a day, and then the other time is pretty much when you're sleeping. So you've always got people around you. So when you go home, like it's actually really. It was actually probably one of the loneliest times I've ever had in my entire life. Is I'll go home and I'm like walk into an empty house and I'm like fuck, like it's weird. And like I was always scratching for my mic, you know. And any time like I'd be having conversations on the phone, and I'd hear a plane fly over the top, and I'd be like, and I'd stop talking. Because when you're filming maps, if a plane flies over the top, it doesn't matter if you're mid conversation or if you're on the couch with the experts. You know, if a plane flies over, John, the expert, would normally point to the roof and be like, you got to start again. So if they ask you something, you're halfway through an awesome answer, you've got to stop, wait till the plane goes, and then and then talk again. So it was just sort of mm-hmm. entrenched in my brain. So you're I was like, i like, it's,
0: like it's like you've got. Yeah,
1: I've like, had friends coming over, I've being- been like, having beers with mates. And like it would just be, I'd have it a beer talking, and then this plane flies over, I just stop mid sentence. And they're like, Are you all right? I'm like, Yeah, the plane. I'm like, Oh, fuck. I'm not filming anymore. You know? So traumatic. It's like, yeah, it's, it is traumatic. And you do, and you, it's quite a lonely spot. So I can understand why Sarah was sort of maybe just freaking out a little bit, you know, a little bit upset because I was feeling the same. So yeah, it was pretty hectic times. But you guys gave it a uh, shot.
0: You did try. And yeah, we tried, this... absolutely
1: we tried. We tried so hard, but it was just, I mean, the distance was pretty hard. Like.
0: And then this fight, so you had the suits for the wedding in your suitcase.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm going my stuff. And then she's like, pack all your bags and get the fuck out of my house. I was like, all right, I'm going, whatever. It didn't faze me because I was just like, you know. Things weren't going the best anyway. So I was like, whatever, I'm leaving. I was, so, so I was like. She
0: set up the pap photos, so, you got angry, and then you were the one getting kicked out and yelled at.
1: Yeah, I was getting the boot. I was like, but I wasn't even angry about it because I, I already spoken to my sister like a few days before. But we had conversations, it wasn't working. Like the love that we felt in the Maps bubble was kind of bursting. It wasn't the same. And even though we'd been trying, it just wasn't, the feeling wasn't there. So I was just like, you know, I wasn't that upset when she was like, Get out of my house. I was like, whatever. I'm trying to pack my bags and she's grabbing all the stuff hanging up with my suits and my shirt. And she's, like, going outside and just throwing them into her driveway, like, throwing them outside on the ground. And I was like, fucking calm down. Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm packing my bags. And she's, like, continuously just grabbing all my shit and just grabbing them all out and throwing them out the fucking into the driveway. And I was like, whatever. So I'm sitting there packing my bags. And she's, like, she drags my bag out, throws it out into the driveway. And she was like yelling at me and I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. And I'm kind of giggling. So I don't think, I think my giggle, my laughing <laughs> was not helping because it's probably one of the worst traits I have is when I'm in those types of situations, I giggle and laugh. No, it's I like, guess that's my coping, it's my coping mechanism. It's like a you know, reaction. Like like,
0: <laughs> I do the same when something yeah. awkward or like sad or like when I don't know how to react, when it's like an unusual situation, I literally laugh. The Isn't coping just how mechanism, was, yeah.
1: Yeah. When all of my stuff's on the, I've got a photo of it. I'll send it to you. So I took a photo of all my clothes on the fucking ground. And you can see it in her driveway because her dog, Frankie, is in the picture. And like, I sent it to Molly and I said, look what you're fucking calling. So she's on the phone to me, show like. And anyway, I'm starting packing my bag and I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like in my head, I'm like, this is embarrassing. But because in her driveway, it had like a, a garage door so you can't really see. And then she opens the garage door. Oh my God. And she's like, Get out of my house. I was like, I'm packing, mate. I'm <laughs> fucking packing. And then she's like, throwing it all into the front nature strip. And that's when I was like, Oh my God. I'm thinking, like, that's when I really started to stress. And I'm like, What if there's a fucking paparazzi out here? Because I'd already had a paparazzi taken a photo of me getting into a cab, leaving Sarah's house. So they knew where we lived or where oh, she shit. lived. So I was, I was like, Fuck fuck, you know, like, I was stressed. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm, like, packing all my shit into my into my bag, kind of, like, zip it up as quickly as I can before anyone can get a photo. And she just, like, dropped the roller door. And I'm standing out <laughs> on her nature strip, like, bags fucking half coming out full of clothes. And I'm like, whoa. And then, um, yeah, obviously, I was called my sister. I'm like, can not come to the house? <laughs> and I end up staying there for a little bit. But, yeah, I sent that picture to Molly. And she, oh, she was, like, calling me, like, what's happening, you know, and, they are like, oh, can we sort it out? And they're trying to save it. And I was open to like trying to talk it because it was like literally, I think it was like three episodes in to the show. I think we'd only just got married oh. on TV.
0: So the whole so time then we had to... your relationship was playing out on screen, you had to pretend publicly in real life that yeah. you were to still together.
1: <sighs> yeah, so we went on the current affairs today, today show, Stop it. everything. Yeah, and then like Kyle, uh, Kyle and Jackie have called me up because they heard that you he might have broken up. And then um, they've called me up. they like, oh, how are you, mate? And I think it was Bo Ryan <laughs> that called me. I didn't know. And I've just picked up. And I'm like, oh, who is this? And they're like, ciao. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, oh, no. And I'm thinking Molly's going to kill me. So I was the strict advice. Do not talk to any immediate ads And then bang, fucking Tyler and Jackie O call me. And I'm trying to found play, play. You know, we're not both, no, we're together. And I'm like, oh, and I slipped up. Because I go, where are you staying? And I'm like, I just stayed at my sister's. And- and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, why, did, why wouldn't you be standing there? And I'm like, oh no, it got me. You know? Oh, so that's how you got caught out. They were in damage control, pretty bad. So we ended up catching up again, having dinner. I think halfway through the show, and we, I think we went live, and we sort of just having a chat and all that. Sort of started talking a little bit, but I don't know, she, she was just yeah, she was pretty bitter towards me. I copped a lot of slack from that whole breakup. I think because I didn't say anything. You know, she put up a big post on the show for this thing. That no, didn't work out, and I just didn't say anything.
0: So they made you go for dinner with her to patch it up, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so what, the two of you went on a date when you're broken up?
1: Yeah. yeah, so we ended up having dinner and just wanted to talk about it, and she was this adamant that things happened when they didn't. I ended up just getting up and walking out because she was saying some stuff to me, and I'm like, we're here trying to like patch it up, and you want to come at me with things that are just so blown out, so far from the truth. I can't. I can't even speak to you. So that dinner lasted about fifteen minutes, and then um, I don't think we spoke for quite a while after that. I think that would have been that dinner was about a week later. I think I can't remember exactly. To be honest, I think we even did like some radio interviews or day show. From memory, I can't remember, but it wasn't going well. Starting to get pretty obvious that we went together, so oh, they pretty man. much cut all. They cut all the media from it, so it just wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen.
0: What happened with the email? Wasn't there some email?
1: Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I sent an email explaining what things that she was trying to say. And when I got up and left, I did write an email. And it was just basically saying what she, like her accusation was. And I, I didn't end up sending the email. I was just like, you know, this dinner was, we tried, it didn't work. But as soon as she mentioned some of the things that she was trying to accuse me of were just so ridiculously not true, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And that's what I said in the email. And then like, I put it in my outbox, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to send me this email. I said, I'll sleep on it. And then I'll think about it in the morning. And anyway, obviously during that whole mastery, period, I just forgot about it. Cause there was a thousand things going on and I didn't have a manager. I'm just a dumbass trader who works in the mines. I don't know how to deal with any of this shit. You were too busy at the candy Instagram.
0: You were too busy at the candyman's mansion living it home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was a whole other story. That was like a year later though. Two days later, like it came out. Like it actually came out. The um,
0: email leaked?
1: Yeah, and I found out <laughs> I found out where it came from. I won't say where. But yeah, uh, my beautiful, my beautiful ex partner—the same <laughs> person who sold the video of me doing cocaine off a stripper's ass—oh my god, from stop. years ago, <laughs> naughty, uh, very oh,
0: naughty. It's ten
1: years ago. It's ten years oh, ago. It was was that desk, ten years back, ago? Back. So you,
0: ah, oh, so you did that ten years ago, and then she sold that during. It was maths. The old, yeah. Was like oh, I thought you were old. doing. It was coke. on my laptop.
1: It was on my. Oh, it was on my laptop. It wasn't during. Actually, that's why Kyle and Jackie had called me. They left a, like, a message on my answer machine. It was hilarious what they said, hey. I didn't pick up because I, was, <laughs> I found be that sad. that video was coming out. Oh, I'll be able to find it because it's it's like they posted it on their Instagram. So email. the stripper
0: pics were... I can't get over that. The stripper pics were 10 yeah, old. years they're before. Old I thought you were literally they're doing old. coke off a stripper's ass during Married at First Sight. No.
1: Honestly, that would have been seven years ago. So I was on mass, what, four years ago now. So it would have been about three or four years before that. So.
0: God, you must have regretted that. Yeah, so they're that. pretty old. Did we talk about that oh, last time? How No, no. Oh, how they got that, out to well, the media? Honestly, can you tell everyone? it's such out, a funny story.
1: Well, what Amy did to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want, look, me and Amy get along so well. now. I don't want to, like, throw under the bus, but...
0: You weren't on good terms yeah, well, then. Is. It's funny. You can laugh about it no, now. No, she is. Amy was oh, a savage. A, yeah,
1: she <laughs> I know she wasn't fucking savage. She told me she made four thousand dollars off that video, <laughs> and she's like laughing at me, like she's laughing while she's telling me. I'm like, we laugh now, but I just it's it is laugh
0: funny now. Did you know? she bore yeah, your so laptop?
1: So I lent her yeah, So we had both had laptops, one for me because I got to do all these inductions for work and stuff. So I had mine, but she had hers for work, and like one of the kids spilt water on the laptop and fucked it. So then I lent her mine, and we were broken up at this point. But you know, I was still very much in love with her. I was like, oh, I have my laptop, you can borrow it. As long as I can take my laptop back anytime I need. I remember when I asked for it back one day, I said, I just want to do it, need it for a little bit. She's like, that's nah, it's mine. I was like, what? And like, she just wouldn't give it back to me. I was like, what do you mean? It's actually mine. I kind of knew this video would come out, right? I remember I was at work one day and I'd get a message and she sent me like a screen recording of that. Like She was filming the video come up on my laptop. So she went into my profile and then she obviously saw all these videos that come up. But I didn't know that video was there. It was iCloud bullshit. But so yeah, she sent me like a video of that saying, oh, you're such a pig. And this was like probably six months before MAPS. I even applied to MAPS. Fast track, you know, when I go on to MAPS, I told the publicity team, I said, this video might come out because <laughs> she did send it to me. And I'm pretty sure she's very bitter about me going on the show. She didn't want me to do it. And then, obviously, when it did come out, like Tara's ringing me up, abusing me. How could you fucking do this? I'm like, what do you mean? I told you. I literally told you this video yeah, was a- out there. They told me on a Friday, and all I think Women's Day brought it, and that was coming out on the Monday, where they print all their stuff on the Monday. And I was, honestly, that whole weekend, I, I didn't, I could barely sleep. I had the worst oh anxiety. God. And then when it came out, I never normally go to the comment section, but when I did, I, it sort of made me feel better. For the first time ever, the comment section was actually in support. and they were, do you you know, they in actually support? Well, they will just like, who hasn't done that? All these comments were... But honestly, I've probably one in about 50 comments were, like, negative. Everyone was just like, oh, you know, fucking who cares? It's old. Because I made sure I said it was old. Right. And um, it's not like people having a full massive go at me.
0: So... <laughs> Before we get sidetracked more. So then you had that email in your outbox and you never sent yeah. it. And then what happened after that? It ended I up in the media.
1: It, it ended up... Leaked. I, I was, and at the time, I actually i am pretty sure Sarah, I think, was with me. That email came out after our dinner and it just said basically what had happened at dinner and how you know, it wasn't going to work. And then I'm not going back to her. I'm not putting up with that kind of behaviour. And obviously... When the media got hold of it, it didn't look good. And Channel 9 were in damage control. I think, yeah, I think that's when Sarah has called me about that and was asking me about it. Why would you do that? And I'm like, okay, I know that we aren't talking right now, but I'm like, 100% that I did not send that to anybody. I'm looking in my fence. Well, where the fuck is it? You know? I'm like, the Channel 9 publicity team are now calling me. Like, what the fuck is this? Because they are human. Publicity, Channel 9, they very rarely call you. It's always the end of my shine. They're the ones normally calling out, but it obviously was meant to go to a person from Endemol Shine. I was going to send it to Molly, and then Molly's calling me like, "Where did that come from?" I'm like, "It was sent to you." So I was having a go at Molly, going, "Why would you fucking send, like send that out?" Because mm. I'm thinking I I had sent it, but I didn't know that it was in my outbox. I just didn't remember. And I'm looking at my sent. She goes, "Have a look," and I'm looking in my sent items, and like, I haven't sent it. She's like, "Was it in your outbox?" And I look at my outbox, and like, oh yeah, it hasn't even been sent. But I haven't even sent it to you, so how the fuck has it come out? She goes, did you sell it? I'm like, no way I have. I said, I've slept on it. I wasn't even going to send it. I forgot all about it. And then she hung up on me. Channel 9's called me. We're going to have to do something. And that's when we, me and Sarah had a chat. And we're like, we've got to put our differences aside here and sort of try and make this storyline still work. But we ended up having dinner at Grady in Carlton. And um, yeah, we ended up going live there. And that's when Channel 9 were like, oh, can we set up a pat?" To make sure you know to try and change the narrative. Back to you guys are all happy and it's all fine.
0: God, I'm it's like, so yeah, when,
1: So I went live with Sarah, and we like even like had a little clash on live, and then we sort of started to get along again. You know, well, you know, what are we fighting for? And that whole moment sort of just—I don't know if it rekindled it—but we sort of would on speaking terms again because we hadn't spoken for. I think there was a couple of weeks between that original dinner and then the email, and then I think, <laughs> so I think it came out drama. a week or two later. I can't remember. The, I don't know, I can't remember the timestamp exactly, but we've got a paparazzi set up, happy, happy dinner, all the stuff that's out in the media. Matches it's not, up. It's not all bad, yeah. Just to sort of throw their storyline off. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I tell them Sarah, broken up. It actually worked, you know, and we started talking again, but it just sort of, as the, the months progressed, we just sort of stopped talking. And We started doing publicity together, but it started getting a little bit rocky. She was getting upset, and we do things with Channel 9, and she just, it wasn't, it just wasn't working out.
0: And then when it ended, ended, like, why? What happened? What, the actual show? Like, after you rekindled, how did you call it off then? Oh, it
1: wasn't on a sexual basis. Like, we didn't rekindle the, oh, the love friendly. or anything. It was just like, you know, it was just like, yeah, friendly. Like, we weren't sort of hating on each other. It was just, I mean, I never hated her, to be honest. I never really ever hated her. But it was just when some of the things that was getting said over the years, I was just like, Fuck. It was nice. Like We were talking and stuff when the show was on, and it was amicable. But... Yeah, as
0: soon as the show finished, fuck, it was everything really but. Sarah must have made a fortune off you, off <laughs> your paparazzi. Oh, critiques. literally. That would have been worth a lot of money back then. I know the money's no, not that reckon, good that anymore, reckon, but back then it was.
1: No, back then. Like, I, was, would I, be remember, like, the, I remember I think the first story I sold was like four grand or something. Or, and then there was photos I got for like a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks here and there. And it was good money back then, but not now. Not so much anymore. I think people were just like, man, it's like mass was... Our season was really oh,
0: so big, like
1: probably the biggest. You know, it, it sort of just changed that whole franchise. Like, we broke all the records. Like, we were the ones averaging over two million an episode for the first time ever in Australian TV history. You
0: know, well, back of. then, that cheating scandal, like, that had never been done before. Like, no one had ever cheated or hooked no. up, like, on national TV. Right. That was so groundbreaking,
1: <laughs> right? I know. And it was so, like, it was crazy to write. Thing is, we don't know all that shit that Davina was saying. I didn't know because you know when you do a boxing the one-on-one interviews, you don't know what your partner is saying about you. You know, like you could be saying, oh, I'm so happy. This girl is amazing. And then she could be saying, oh, this guy's a douchebag. But you don't know that because you don't hear what they're saying. So until you watch it on TV, because I remember I'd actually said a few things about Troy when I first met Troy. I couldn't stand Troy when I first met him. (laughs) Like We all live in the same building, but we don't get to see each other, really. And it was like we all met each other the first time like, on the dinner parties and stuff. So they only seen each other once a week. I was just getting, like, weird vibes of him. I didn't really like him. So my foxes were now, like, talking about, oh, who do you like and who don't you like? And I was, like, bagging out Troy, something fierce, right? And then, obviously, as the weeks progressed, he's grown on me. I'm like, fuck, I really like this guy. I remember we all having dinner in North Sydney at a pub. We weren't meant to be catching up, but we all used to sneak out past fucking curfew and catch up together later on you know in in the season and I was having a few beers and I said Troy mate I've got something to tell you he's like what I said look I I said you know how when we first met you know like I didn't really like you and he's like okay I'm like no but I do now look I really really absolutely love and adore you now but back then I just you know I didn't know you as well and I didn't have very nice things to say about you and he's like okay I said so when the show comes out Next spoke year. some and mad shit about you. <laughs> I, I just want you. I just want to let you know face to face that I've said some things that I, that I do regret saying because I don't feel how I feel now that I'm dead. And he goes, oh, okay. I said I have just said some bad things. I wasn't. You know, I didn't know you and I judged you and I'm sorry for that. But now I really like you and I respect you. So when the show comes on and if they do air what I've said about you, I just want you to know that they're not true now because you know we're friends and you know I like you and I'm sorry for saying those things. He's like, oh no, no, it's okay, mate. No worries. He, you know, he's like he's the most positive human being ever. Poor so, Troy
0: got thrown onto the bus.
1: Oh, uh, no! I, I was like, I was, I had mad anxiety. I'm like, fuck, like, I've got to tell him. You know, I've got to, I've got to tell this guy. I can't, you know, I can't just let him see it for the first time on TV. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna
0: Did they to write
1: this wrong. No, they didn't. Thank oh god, god so, so you
0: outed yourself for no reason. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah literally, literally. but I'd rather out myself and you know yeah, let this guy conscience. think that I've been his, I've been his friend all this time than I've just dogging
0: <laughs> you know, dog. day
1: one of this T V show. So morning Oh my god. Okay, let
0: let's
1: focus.
0: Guys, that is not all the tea I've got for you today. If you'd like to hear more goss from Telv, I have actually dropped a bonus episode on Patreon that is available right now, where he answers all of your burning questions, including what those pictures of him snorting cocaine off a stripper's ass were all about and how they ended up on the front page of Woman's Day magazine. He explains those horrific assault charges that saw him end up in court not long after Married at First Sight finished. he spills even more behind the scenes secrets from filming including drug scandals among his co-stars and the extreme lengths producers went to to manipulate contestants. He also addresses that horrible meme he posted regarding domestic violence plus his thoughts on Brooke Blurden as our first indigenous bachelorette. It is a doozy, guys. You know, I always save the hottest tea for Patreon and the stuff that is too red hot to put on here always ends up there. So go and have a listen. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. Plus, there is also lots of bonus content on there already. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than 12 shares gossip. Please post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Friday with our normal juicy jam-packed episode. But for now, goodbye good riddance and good luck ciao for now kind regards (laughs) oh my god oh my god so dramatic with megan pastetto